0: Guru Nation, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. It really means a lot to me. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. Thank you so much. Leave a review. I wanted to also thank my sponsors who make this show possible. The first one is Viva Sight Vault. Absolutely free. By the way, links to all of this stuff is in the show notes. Viva Sight Vault. If you are a site and you wanted to dip your toe into going digital and for e-rec and to start messing around with e-signatures, this is the way to go. They are the biggest name in our industry from a tech vendor standpoint. They're site-centric. They make this easy for us, guys and gals, and it's absolutely free. Sites.viva.com. Check it out. I use it. I also use Versatrol, which is my next sponsor. Versatrol has made my life so easy as a coordinator from an organization standpoint. Links to all these portals are in one easy place. You can literally link to anything you can think of, whether it's a protocol or it's the latest informed consent form or it's the IRT or it's the vendor to upload this or the other vendor to upload that. It's all there in one easy place not to mention they do a lot on the feasibility side which makes feasibility surveys a breeze check it out this is a company that is going places versatile my next sponsor is creo i've been using creo for years they are e-source and e-reg and ctms and patient database and e-consent and so many more other things and while they are not free I definitely think it is worth the price for what you are getting. It has streamlined my research studies and my site, and I got all my coordinators trained on it, and I could not picture running my site without Creo. So check it out. Link in the show note. Finally, Inato, a free service for business development. Go figure. Link in the show note. It makes Figuring out what studies you want easier. It makes figuring out what you're going to get if you accept the study super simple. And it really streamlines the process for knowing what's out there on the market. You can use it for as many investigators as you have. And again, it's absolutely free in Nato. Also in the show notes are links to the businesses I own. Specifically, DSCS, where we help sites get studies, do their contracts, help you with surveys, anything else you can think of. A shoulder to cry on, low monthly fee, and then we have the CRA, CRC academies, and everything else. Hey, Guru Nation, thank you so much for watching and tuning in. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, share. Look, guys, this is uh, important, possibly one of the most productive TikTok interactions I've had in my life. I think that's actually fair to say. Um Cantor BioConnect. They saw one of your guys' colleagues, so I have Naomi and Isabel here. One of your guys' colleagues, Jordan, reached out to yeah. me on TikTok. And I thought it was a scam at first. I'm like, yeah, who does this? What sponsor CRO will do this? Um but it was true. And I had Chris talk to her and We have a site network, and some of our sites, you guys were looking for sites, our sites were looking for studies, and something like 30 of them got a study somehow with you guys in one way, shape, or form.
1: that is correct. Yeah.
0: That's cool. And then you guys were nice enough to meet with Chris, my colleague and business partner, and you guys had, uh, looks like a nice lunch that I missed out on. And yep,
2: next time. We'll go to Arizona next time. We're in
0: right, California. Come on down. I'm in New yep. Mexico. I'm only three hours east of you guys on the 8. That's not bad. That's not no, bad. No, no. But yeah, uh, thank you guys so much for agreeing to come on. Naomi and Isabel, both of their LinkedIn's will be underneath uh, this video. And I really think Cancer BioConnect, if, those, if you guys are newer sites or even more experienced sites, If you have access to a huge volume of patients and uh, are able to do lab samples, this might not be a bad way to get like supplemental income for your clinic, extra experience for your coordinators. One of the reasons before we jump into the career, one of the reasons I want to work with you guys is I'm always onboarding new coordinators. And I feel like your studies are easy enough to onboard a new coordinator like, hey. Yeah, This is not like a complicated clango trial. It's a lab collection study, but it still teaches you there's still an informed consent. There's still yeah. labs. Obviously the whole thing's lab. There's labs. Uh, There's a process. There's a protocol. It's like you, you yeah. learn a lot it's of
2: minimally invasive.
0: I like yeah. that. Yeah. I could tell your sales. That's good. minimally
2: invasive. <laughs> Just, you know, got to throw that pitch in there.
0: <laughs> I like your pitch. So, Yeah, Naomi and Isabel, we'll get into you guys' career. Why don't you give us, since we're on this track right now, the elevator pitch for Cantor Bioconnect.
2: The elevator pitch for Cantor (laughs) Bioconnect. Well, okay, so our boss, David Cantor, he was born and raised in this industry. His dad started Scantabodies, um, which is located in... El Cajon, I believe, or maybe Santee, and it's East County of San Diego. Anyways, they have about 800 employees, and um, David was about three years old, so he literally grew up in this industry. In 2016, David decided to spin off his own company and create Cantor Bioconnect, so he, it was about him and a few other employees in and out. Um, Kind of just doing brokering sales. So ultimately, just partnering with labs and getting like remnant samples to give to his customers. Um, in 2021 is when I came on board. And then ultimately, we that's like kind of when everybody else started around that same time trickling in throughout the months which is the team we currently have now. But within the last two years, we found our niche of going to become like a full service um, CRO, but we're not your typical CRO, right? We do brokering sales, we partner with labs, we partner with collection sites. Um, But having said that, you know, David being in the industry for so long, he knows a lot of people. So we have a lot of customers that have a lot of weird requests. Anywhere from you know, a customer in Japan that wants human toenails to um, a customer in San Diego that just wants HIV samples. So the world is your oyster. Anything mm-hmm. you can think of, we get requests for. And that's why we need to partner with a lot of collection sites and labs in order to make it.
0: I see. And maybe it's a good time to talk about how you guys get started in research and there's always other people watching that are not in the industry yet. Maybe they'll learn a thing or two. Isabel, you want to go first?
1: Yeah. So just jump into how a new site can, can get on board.
0: Yeah. And use how, why a new site should get on board and then how you got started.
1: Great. Yeah. So um, as we mentioned earlier, we work with a lot of naive research, naive sites. So ultimately sites that are well-versed in in their practice, but don't necessarily um, jump into collecting extra samples from their patients to contribute towards research. And so it's a kind of a unique relationship, a very unique relationship, because we get to educate these sites and, and sometimes hold their hands um, in the process. So anything from IRB submissions to training them on what a PI needs to look for and how PI is important in that in that role or just what type of staffing there needs to be um, at each site and and what what does a hit look like that we ship to you and how do you collect and things like that hmm. um, it's so valuable because ultimately you have patients flooding in we work with a lot of family practice clinics as well and you have a lot of patients flood in and they get the treatment that they need but at the end of the day you're still coming across um, same issues patients are you know their disease states are progressing from primary to tertiary and they're not getting picked up um, quick enough. And so it's valuable to um, take these extra samples that you collect in your clinic and say, hey, let's, let's help develop a device. Like let's get this FDA approved, put on the market so that we can ultimately help with preventative medicine and help people um, target some of these uh, illnesses sooner. So it's really, really beneficial and meaningful work. And it also allows a lot of doctors at clinics just to see their, see their clinic through a new lens. And sometimes it's refreshing. You run across, run across a lot of doctors that maybe are a little burnt out. And so you introduce them to clinical research and they start to get excited again. And they're like, wow, like there's, there's something else I can um, dedicate my time towards. And it's really rewarding.
0: I'm glad a company like yours exists because we, we, um, we share the same philosophy. We think myself and Chris and there's others in the industry like us, believe it or not. We think more <laughs> res- more physicians should be in research and yeah. there's not enough. I mean there's like we we keep recycling the same sites for all these studies and we wonder why there's no improvements in diversity in in accrual rates and it's no wonder it's because no one's doing the hard work of educating clinicians first of all bringing them awareness to and second of all educating like you said isabel so i'm glad other companies like ours exist even though we're not really a cro we're more of a consulting firm we do some cro stuff um, but i'm glad when i find like other organizations that share similar vision and I'm glad I met you guys uh, through TikTok of all places. Yeah. And Naomi, what about yeah. you? We got to there's people watching now from the career side, like, oh, Naomi <laughs> and Isabel, they're so lucky. I wish I would have worked someplace like Cantor.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I think like basically you just want to know my take on why to get into research.
0: Yeah, like elevator pitch from each of you <laughs> and then advice for how
2: <laughs> I love it. Uh, we're advice for to how tell to you work guys. we're all just trying to talk with you um so I mean well for me my mom she's an RN and she's going back to school right now to get her FNP license and so um you know she's been in, in and out of school throughout my entire life but she's about to graduate with her FNP license and she kind of definitely opened my mindset of diving into the research world um just because you know she is an RN and a, she's a nurse but she you know, just like you guys are saying, you go through the motions every day of normal work, but there's so much more to learn, um, you know, on the medical side. So anyways, I think it's just, it's such a beautiful industry and you meet such amazing people and you're constantly learning and every day is so different. Um I mean, I don't even think I need to pitch you guys. I think it's one of those things you just meet people in this industry and you connect with them in a way that you don't connect with on an outside world. You know, I worked in a law firm before this and I graduated um, with a PR degree. And so I've worked with many different types of people. And there's something about this scientific industry that I think is just so beautiful and amazing and beneficial and it's forever changing. Um, You're never going to get bored. There's always New people to meet and um, new ideas to be had. So, I think if anything, that's that's the reason they get into it.
0: You guys are like the perfect guest because not only do you appeal to the sites, like a lot of my audience are sites or people like wanting to start sites, and then uh, uh, an even bigger cohort of my audience are people wanting to work in research and they're around your guys's age, early twenties. You guys are young. I remember when I was early twenties. So how did you, (laughs) like, what did you each do? I want details Mm -hmm. to land this research job.
2: I would say, honestly, I, I got lucky. I was looking. Um, so I studied abroad in five for five months in Thailand and there I took social Entrepreneurship, and that really made me realize that I want to do something with people on a global level. So, um, once I graduated college, I was like, "Okay, I think I'm going to maybe go towards sales." I moved to San Diego in 2021, and this position opened up as like like I mentioned, um, a clinical trial recruiter. And uh, when I say I got lucky, I mean recruiter. I came in for the interview it was called and I, recruiter. Yeah, clinical trial recruiter was what That's I got it. hired as. So when I came into the to this company, I realized, you know, um, it was still somewhat of a startup company. And so in order to sell something, in order for me to go get trials, I needed to gather collection sites. Um, so I had something to quote unquote sell.
0: But so before there, before that, there, though, how did you find yeah. this job posting? Like where it was it LinkedIn? Indeed. I found it on Indeed. Indeed. I found it on Indeed. Okay.
2: And actually, I just hired two new employees who are both around our same age. And we we did an Indeed post as well.
0: Indeed, and they're us. research naive as well, I'm guessing.
2: Uh, they are research naive, yes.
0: And Isabel's one of them? Or is this two no, brand so new people? She,
2: I, we, hired her, we hired her, what, a year ago? Yeah, oh, okay, she's been okay. here for about yeah. a year. So then I just did, we just hired another um clinical research associate and then a customer service specialist.
0: Wow. Um, and
2: they're both in their 20s and we found them on Indeed.
0: And that's one of the things about working for a smaller company like yours that's growing. Like you and Isabel, you guys both are accelerating quickly. Quickly, like,
2: yeah. Definitely. Yeah. We And we, uh, we understand the importance of it. You know, it's really crazy. Um, we're, you know, in our young 20s and we're going to sit down with these companies, our customers who are trying to validate assays and, you know, they're multi million dollar companies mm-hmm. and we're pitching them um, basically talking, you know, upping our collection site saying, Oh yeah, we can for sure do that. Or we have a site here that can do that for you. No problem. You know? So, but we always walk out of those meetings like, Oh my gosh, the fact that we're this age and we're meeting with these people is <laughs> rare. Kind of surreal. Yeah.
0: Your jobs are interesting. And I think this is one of the benefits of starting at a smaller company um because it's part sales it's part you said educating it's yeah. part mm-hmm. biz dev like with convincing clients that you have the right fit it's yeah. part like yeah. finding the sites. i mean you guys are like kind of generalists, more or less
2: pretty much it's like one of those things where our customer comes to us with um a project and we just figure out a way to go make it happen i like so- it yeah. So we have different departments in within the company. We have, you know, the sales department, finance department. We have a quality assurance department. We have a customer service department. So and a perspective and a, department. And a perspective department, which is more on like, you know, those are our project coordinators, the research side of things. So what they, is like, Mr.
0: Before we get into Isabel's career and I want details, Elizabeth, <laughs> sorry, Isabel, I want details. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Cantor. What does he think of the SES site network? Be true, honest truth. Or does he even know we no. exist?
2: Yes, yes. No, he is like okay. ecstatic <laughs> with you guys. More ecstatic, I think, with us just because we found you guys. On TikTok. But no, does he's... he know
0: it's through TikTok?
2: Yes, yes. yes. So now and he actually, should allow all yes. you guys
0: to be on TikTok while you're working.
2: Exactly. <laughs> he's like, well, I guess this is the benefit <laughs> of having a young team. Because, you know, if I had you know, a bunch of employees that were in their forties and above, I don't think this would have ever happened. Hey, I'm
0: 41. (laughs) I'm on TikTok. That's where they found me. (laughs) I
2: didn't mean it in a bad way, a bad way. But you know, like typically in this industry I'm punching
0: down on TikTok. I very much understand I'm punching down. I love
2: TikTok. I think you can learn a lot in a short amount of time and it's beneficial.
0: See, I don't like it. Like I feel like I have to be on there just because I'm a (laughs) business person. I grew up with YouTube, Twitter. Twitter is my oh. thing YouTube I was on mm-hmm. Facebook when it was like you had to have a dot edu and then I I just got off <laughs> I got off like as soon as they opened it up to corporations I was like I'm out of here like I'm done Twitter yeah. Twitter YouTube so TikTok I feel like I have to be on there it's more like a chore right. um but that's, pro- <laughs> that's probably like the geriatric millennial that I am well, um,
2: this business relationship would have never started it would have never started there. see and i so, forced myself
0: to do it yeah, uh
2: it happened for a reason
0: yeah but 99 percent of it's so unproductive but mr Cantor, let your employees be on tiktok because you can find sites there's research yeah. clinics out there <laughs> i'm
2: gonna show him this podcast afterwards and he's yes. gonna be like oh my gosh
0: <laughs> this is proof that it works proof of concept isabel your story yes. is probably resonates with a lot of people because of the whole pre-med thing that we we're talking about Pre-interview, exactly. just like me, mm-hmm. it's pre-med. There's a lot of pre-meds in this um Absolutely. industry, so I want details. Okay, when did you even hear of the word clinical research, and when did you start thinking, okay, I can do this too?
1: Yeah, okay, I'll give a little bit of a background, and then I'll jump into that question. So, I um graduated in 2022, and I graduated with uh, two degrees, one in music and one in biology. I was kind of a go-getter um. I had you know, different passions, but I knew I really enjoyed the idea of medicine. I would be a first-generation physician. I don't come from a line of doctors. So it was just a lot of um, developing lots of mentorship throughout that whole process and fine tuning what I really wanted to do. So I was a pre-med student for four years of college, um, but with graduating with 185 units in four years, I needed a little bit of time to um, breathe. So I decided I don't want to go straight into medical school, but I want to just have at least a year to to work, to travel, maybe see what that looks like. And so uh, um, and also to take my MCAT. And so during that time, I took some time um, to study for my MCAT. And I was also looking for something part time. And I happened to have a friend who was going to my university at the time who was an intern at Cantor Bioconnect. And she was just kind of in the lab, helping um, around the um, the building, kind of just sticking her neck into this industry um, when she was a senior in college. And I knew that she was going to be moving out of San Diego. And I was like, hey, I'm looking for something part time while I study for my MCAT. Is there any opportunity I can maybe, you know, switch positions with you? And um, it ended up working out in that regard. So I was essentially an intern at the company and I helped um, just every department. It gave me just... Um, a broad understanding of what clinical research looked like. Uh, Because again, my previous research experience was very like nitty gritty in the lab. Um, So it wasn't just um, this more applicable research um, lens. So this was really valuable. It was a valuable period where I was in the office maybe three days a week and I learned as much as I could. And then I would go home and study for my MCAT. And then um, at the end of last year, I went to Malawi, Africa for about a month. And that was when I really got to see... Healthcare in a very different sense, being in one of the poorest countries in Africa. And I was in a hospital just shadowing some doctors and just seeing some of the disease states that were asked here at Cantor BioConnect to collect that are kind of harder to collect in the US. And so just kind of even broader, broadening my idea of clinical research, because we have international sites as along with domestic sites. And so I started to connect the dots a little bit further. And then when I came back from Africa. I really did want to stay at Cantor BioConnect, and I ended up having to postpone and retake my MCAT. Um, so it kind of just opened up this window for me to um, discuss with the team. Hey, I'm going to be around a little bit longer. Can I step into something more with a greater capacity? And so, as we mentioned, there's um, a lot of internal changes. Um, Naomi's role kind of shifted with time, and that's when I kind of stepped into the sales department and site recruiting and and so forth. And so. Um, I really got to learn what that looked like and I've really enjoyed it. It's very fast moving. Um, there's a lot of things going on at every <laughs> given moment, but it is exciting and um, you learn every single day.
0: And it's fast, especially when you're at the right company, which it sounds like you guys are. Um, things happen, like you said, quickly. And yeah, are you still part time or? No, are I'm full, full time? time yeah you're full time yeah, if
1: anything more than 40 hours a week oh yeah that's yeah. what i'm saying yeah, yeah yeah so at <laughs> what point
0: at what point do you have to make a decision like do i still pursue med school or yeah. i mean what's next you you might be promoted again and again and <laughs> it gets harder and harder to say yeah let me yeah. quit this and go to med school i mean a lot of people yeah. are in the same situation that's why i'm asking
1: mm-hmm. Right. right, And that's a valid question. And I think, you know, I've, I lived with a ton of pre-med students for a long time. And I think the ideal sense was to go straight from undergrad to medical school and don't look back. Um, but Me just too. with this, with this experience, I recognized that it is valuable, I think, to knock out a ton of years of schooling before you get super old. But, but I also think it is valuable to have some things that you can take with you once you get your medical license okay, you have that knowledge, but there's a lot more out there that you can incorporate into your practice. And so I'm really about, like, I think this is valuable for me to understand this whole industry because it is so meaningful. And as we discussed earlier, there are a lot of PIs out there that are only now just discovering this industry. And, you know, to answer your question, I I still have a desire to go to medical school. I still have a desire to become a medical doctor. I think I have um, just this internal drive to, and passion to, Treat patients, um, but I know that I'll be able to treat them at a much greater capacity because of this knowledge base, um, and so that's just kind of where I'm coming from in terms of timeline. I think it really just comes down to staying diligent, restudying for my MCAT, and seeing what what pans out. But I think in the meantime, yeah. I'm dedicated here at Cantor for a couple of years and maybe even longer. But we'll see. And I'm making the most of it and really trying to help grow this company and grow the industry and, um, yeah, make. A lot of meaningful contributions good for you
0: there You've is hope blessing. for the there yeah. is hope for the next generation good for you yeah. guys. are you gen z or are you guys the one younger than gen z i don't even
2: know i don't even know We're anymore gen- we are gen z I you think, gotta be so. gen z. I'm 20 i'm 25 you're 23 Three.
0: yeah you might be geriatric gen z yeah
2: i'm a i'm a geriatric millennial <laughs> i love
0: it uh mm. I was going to ask about, well, good for you, first of all, Um, you keep your options open when it comes to meds. And the fact that you're aware, like you said, I mean, you guys, you're in sales now where you're trying to get doctors. Like, how do you find the doctors besides networks like us? Um, Yeah. How do you even find these guys and gals?
2: It's difficult. It's difficult. I mean, <laughs> um,
0: are they on TikTok?
2: <laughs> no, not all TikTok? Um, you know, the Cantor team, I think why we're so successful is we're all very different. And, you know, Isabel mentioned that we have um, international sites. And so one of our colleagues, Arion, he's from Albania. And so he's really helped build up our site network um, in Europe, as well as um, Mexico. Um, oh, Mexico. Okay. Yeah, and we're, so we're close to the border, right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. um, David also being in the industry for so long, he had a lot of relationships with um, doctors and labs that he kind of introduced us to. And then we just kind of put the pieces together to make it happen. Um, so to answer your question, I mean, it's it's, it's hard. It was a lot of me knocking on doors and getting no's, but then ultimately, you know, you take those no's and then you figure out how to implement it and yeah. make it work.
0: I do a lot of the same thing you guys do um, for my site. So I, I moved from right. Orange County to Yuma where my wife's family is from uh, two years ago, almost exactly two years ago to this date, actually. So my research yeah. sites, almost two years old like in a few days and we've got like eight studies now, but I got three doctors on the team. I started with one, I got three and I'm, I'm getting more. Thank you. Thank you. I'm trying to get more. So I know exactly what you're talking about when you go out there. I literally, I go like in person because my thing is local. Your guys is global, right? Mine is local. I have to go in Yuma, maybe the surrounding cities like San Luis to see if it makes sense. And, You know, they're so used to getting approached by salespeople that they're so skeptical. I have to overcome so much before I could even say something.
2: And I'm sure there's
0: similarities for you guys, too.
2: Definitely. Yeah. When I was, when they changed my title from clinical trial recruiter to clinical site recruiter, I stayed in the San Diego territory and LA territory for a long time, just knocking on doors. And I was able to get a few collection sites that way. But it was like you're saying, a lot of convincing because they're so skeptical. <laughs> and you have to pitch to them, you know, well, it's going towards research. And it's, it is, I do care about the patient. Let me show you why I care about the patient. So it's just figuring out how to navigate that. But, um, you know, I think what's I think been once the best people approach?
0: Find- like, because they're site owners now that are also in their communities trying to get other clinicians to join yeah. like what's worked for you as far as like conversations with these people
2: I think for me once I started offering as much help as possible then they were willing to work with me because their biggest thing was well we're understaffed we don't even have the staff to help you even if we wanted to and so then you know that I was able to come back to my team and say, okay, we need to change our approach. Like, how are we going to make their jobs easier? If they're going to do all this work for us, if they're going to, you know, treat the patient on top of having to, collect whatever we're asking them to collect and enter data and do shipping we need to either one like make it worth their while when it comes to compensating them and the donor or two, you know place somebody there like a cantor person if they allow it and actually like like help them or go and do like a full like I fully set up a collection site about two hours away Um, for like a week I was out there and they were research naive and I completely set them up. You went in
0: person and set it up.
2: I went in person yeah I I did GCP training with them I ate a training i bought them like freezers from walmart i like Uh, you got the
0: maeda training wow yeah
2: yeah
0: isabel you didn't you've been doing this too or no
1: well honestly if i'm speaking truthfully the industry is growing so much so quickly so i think that might have been how it was you know when naomi first stepped into the industry but now Everybody wants to be a part of it. Yeah. So now we we are you know entering into quote unquote research naive sites, and they will tell you we are research naive. But they have already they already have a new employee who's going to be a project coordinator. They've already had wow. all the trainings done because they've yeah. done their research before because they're so eager. And it's honestly become a bit competitive. Yeah. Even though we're like we would love to have every site come in, so don't feel like you're competing. Please join the team. Um, that's kind of how the industry is progressing because more and more people are um, are being exposed to it and hearing about it through the grapevine. That I don't really think we have to convince people anymore. I think if anything, the sites are trying uh-huh. to convince us that they have what it takes to be part of Cantor. Um, but we're so transparent with all of our sites. You know, we're willing to, you know, start sites up from square one or work mm-hmm. with sites that have already done several clinical trials.
0: Yeah, I wanted to once. Once Chris had the initial call with Jordan, I wanted to see what you guys were all about. So I remember doing a Yuma clinical trial onboarding. And like I said, it was going to be for my new coordinators. And I can't remember. Was it you, Naomi, who did it? I think it was you.
2: Yep. Yep. We got you onboarded and we like talked about the study. And then I think I forget something fell through. I think we were just. The study. Yeah. You
0: guys (laughs) shipped us some kits. We picked like one that I thought was easier. And then we got the yeah. kids, but then the study ended, and I was kind of right. happy. Oh, it I remember <laughs> the sponsor paused it. The sponsor yeah,
2: paused it, yeah, and they never yeah. picked back up because, like, the prevalence was going down. I think it was just a COVID one. It was but a COVID still one. Part yeah. of our like site network, and so uh, any like you get all my requests. I think every day you every okay, day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. tons. Yeah, I'm interested in constant. some. I'm like
0: looking. Okay, A1C. Some of them are tough, though. I gotta admit. Yeah.
2: Yes, very like tough.
0: you wouldn't be asking. You know, if it was easy, but some of them are like right. very specific. Like A1C over ten without, um, <laughs> these meds. Like they right. they get very specific.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. So it, I I find that really interesting that physicians are starting to understand what this is like becoming aware well i wonder I what's too, changing a lot,
2: i think a lot of it was you know your introduction to the sites that you have um, oh from our know, network yeah yeah, yeah yeah a lot of those so we ha- we definitely have built relationships that isabel's found a way to convince them you know and i think it definitely helps with her background you know in the medical industry um but have I you think been happy people- with our sites Oh, yeah. Yes. So Any happy. anonymous
0: without naming anyone, anything anyone can improve like. They're watching. They want to know you're talking about that.
1: I'm honestly trying to think. Well, I just keep thinking about having one of our top star sites coming from your referral. So yeah. <laughs> it's hard It's hard to think about an improvement point. I mean, That's I awesome. think in order to help them, we
2: can think as a team and maybe like put down some pointers to send you that you can outsource them. But yeah. overall, like I can't express enough how how much all of our our team has it's it was such a blessing finding you guys and getting introduced wow. to all of your wow. sites because they've all been they've been so amazing and so eager to work with us and so pleasant to work with.
0: Wow. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. we and we just onboarded uh four new sites the last week. So my- <laughs> yeah we got four new Chris is Chris is on it. Chris is on. Yeah, it. yeah, he uh, is. he's great. That's cool. So, what Cantor Bio? I know you guys can't speak for the entire company, but what do you think is in the future for Cantor Bio Connect? Is it becoming a uh, more that's of a, a traditional question. CRO or?
2: So that is the vision, right? That's what we want to do. Um, to answer your question, you know, we, um, my boss, he's getting. He's older and he's getting ready to retire. So there's talk about selling the company. He's millennial. Um, a lot of people.
0: Or you mean older, is like he... older than millennial. How
2: old is he? 50? 52? Yeah, probably just 50, uh, 52. That's Chris. Oh. that's Chris's
0: age. They're like Gen X oh. or something.
2: Right. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I'm like I don't know. (laughs) So that he's old or anything, but he's just kind of wanting to, you know, retire. He's been a workhorse his entire life. Uh He's been in this industry since he was 30, and he's been a salesman up until like he still is one of our. He's part of our sales department. So he's just tired. So having said that, he's yeah, totally. And so having said that, though, he um he's looking at possibly selling the company, and so there's a lot of people that have given us offers and he's kind of going through the motions of a possible acquisition right now, but nothing is officially closed.
0: Are you guys worried? No, I
2: think no, I think culture changes
0: you guys concerned about this?
2: I mean, I think naturally I'm, it w- I would be lying if I would say that we weren't concerned,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. but at
2: the same time, I think that it's out of our hands. And I think that we have to just remain positive and we know that we're going to be okay. And we know that this is a beautiful team. And David has made it very clear to us that he um, cares about us and he wants, if he does give us away, he's going to give us away to the right company. And so um, it's it like really a good
0: even- guy to work for.
2: Yeah. He's great. I mean, we're, we're very lucky it's a very like i said we're all so different but we all bring so many that's why we're so successful because we all bring something different to the table
0: yeah and i'm sure he'll he sounds like he's got the right idea but he's probably gonna try to set you guys up with the right partner but even worst case scenario yeah. like it doesn't work out or you guys hate the new company like the experience that you guys have already received in you're such a short time period I mean, you can get right now, you can walk into any CRO and get any job like you've done more than three of their positions at some of these bigger CROs, both of you guys.
2: Yeah, no, exactly. And I think that's why I think the team is okay with whether or not, you know, whether or not he sells the company, because we know that either way, the knowledge and experience we've gained at Cantor BioConnect has set us up for the rest of our careers.
0: So I know your guys' TikTok game is strong. What about LinkedIn? As you're getting more mature.
2: I am <laughs> working on LinkedIn. I, I mean, it's updated, but I'm not on there as much as I should be. Like, I think I have probably about 100 messages in my inbox. So if I know <laughs> sites are going to start reaching out to me that way, then I can
1: be more They're mindful. They're on there. About what about you, Isabel?
0: Okay. LinkedIn.
1: I'm in the same boat. I definitely need to jump on there and make <laughs> some updates. <laughs> LinkedIn's an the interesting LinkedIn
0: place, guys. It's <laughs> you, For good or bad. Know,
2: like, have you like have you the people you work with do they find a lot of their jobs through linkedin or through indeed or how do they okay through linkedin it's
0: mostly linkedin and indeed and linkedin's kind of in our industry linkedin's really like the place to be
2: okay that makes sense okay yeah so we'll keep it updated i mean the team you know (laughs) we're young so again we just we just started that but we
0: need fresh blood on there because i'm telling you like It's stale. Here's a hack. Now everyone's going to know. One of the real reasons I like TikTok, if I can do like a trend that's just basic on TikTok, like just copy what's popular, I'll bring that. I'll just re upload that TikTok to LinkedIn. It goes like viral. (laughs) So, Ah. like, it's so easy. (laughs) I just got to yeah. find the right match like I just put like a yeah. caption. It's been so easy. We need fresh blood on there though because it's like stale and cliche yeah. and everyone's like kumbaya and it's not really like yeah. real life.
2: <laughs> Are you trying to cause a fight?
0: <laughs> no, I'm just being real.
2: You're like open debate. I'm ready for a debate. <laughs> I post
0: memes, I put yeah, me and Brad, we post like we're kind of considered spicy on there like but it. No one else is really like it's kind of a sterile but it's starting to get a little more like it's evolving so we do need fresh blood on there fresh perspective
2: all right. I'll, that'll be my next team's assignment is to hook up their LinkedIn.
0: <laughs> yeah, but don't stop the TikTok. That's working for you guys. We won't.
2: We won't. I'll say TikTok and LinkedIn. New, You guys have homework this weekend.
0: <laughs> that's right. And after this, after this, a bunch, I'm putting your LinkedIn underneath, both of you guys. Yeah. You're going to get totally a fine. bunch of people hitting you up. Hey, Isabel, totally hey, Naomi, I want to work yeah. for blah, blah, blah. What, yes. Do you guys hire work from home or uh, you, you have to be in San you Diego? or what?
2: So tip. Yeah. Typically, since we're so small right now, again, like now that I'm the director, I have a vision. If if we don't sell the company, I have a vision and like we want to expand and go really big. If the company is going to buy us out, I obviously can't promise what's going to happen. <laughs> right. um, but as of right now, we do hire people since we are a small company. We like people to be in the office. So typically, um, you know, they need to be able to commute to our santee location which is located in san diego like east mm-hmm. county of san diego um but but i mean how many employees do we have now like 10 or 12 i would say 12 yeah 10 or 12 we just hired two more so we're just kind of waiting to see if an acquisition is going to happen or not and then i'm sure we'd be open open to hiring even more people
0: yes yeah, kind of i go through there like every month uh, Right right to 52 yeah. or something right uh, yeah
2: it's right by the eight too
0: yeah yeah I go go to Orange County every month, so I pass through there.
2: Oh, perfect. Well, next time, stop
0: by. I will. I might have to do that. We'll do an in-person podcast. Please do.
2: Yeah. We'll do like a group
0: TikTok with everyone.
2: Yes. Let's do it. (laughs) I I won't dance,
0: though. I won't dance. Okay. Um,
2: The team will dance. I'll make them.
0: (laughs) That's good. That's good. That's better. Uh, All right. Well, thank you, guys. You're going to get hit up by a lot of people. But if nothing else, like if you're in San Diego area, that's good. Obviously, if you're not just network you know these are this is how things happen look how isabel got hired her friend i mean that's networking what she did is networking
2: definitely exactly reach out to us too because like i said we know so many customers and collection sites so even if we can't hire you i'm sure we can somehow hook you up to where someone needs you so we're here
0: thank you guys both for coming on guru nation and sharing your story and being so nice to our clients and uh we hope to do more the next one will be in person all right i'll stop by sometime
1: sounds good. that
2: sounds good thank you so much dan all
0: right everybody like subscribe comment share go follow right now bye-bye. Bye,
2: bye-bye